0: One Podcast. Mining the Magic the Gathering community for salt. This is The Howling Salt Mine. It's The Howling Salt Mine. The Howling Salt Mine. back, everybody, to another episode of the Howling Salt Mine podcast, the podcast where we delve into those salty, salty minds of the Magic the Gathering community, find the saltiest stories, the saltiest posts, those salty stories that uh, I was going somewhere. But I lost my chain of thought. <laughs> I feel like you
1: were doing fine, and then you just, <laughs> and then you just opted not to continue. You opted to not complete.
0: <laughs> I was, I just didn't have anything to say. I'm gonna fire know. this
2: guy. Get my brain just like tooted. You're going to the place you go every week, and for some reason, you just
0: halfway through opted to not go there anymore. <laughs> my my brain yeah. just like fell off, man. <laughs> just... <laughs> uh, as always, I'm your host Sam, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Mike and Tony. Say hey, guys what up what up what up hey everyone and of course i think it's been a while since we mentioned it but they always say hello in the opposite order that i introduce them i say mike and tony and then tony and mike talk it's been
1: a while
0: it has been a while since we said that
1: it's been a while every time you say that like i feel like i can't it's It's happened once and i just can't not yeah it's always there now
2: (laughs) so played some cdh yesterday oh hell yeah tell us tell us (laughs) Spell table random, mark it on your bingo cards. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Was playing with a couple patrons, so we just needed the one more. So we got on, you know, spell table, put the call out for a CDH game, which is usually a little safer than looking for a casual on spell table as well, because at least, you know, they're going to bring some kind of reasonable deck. You know, you don't have to worry too much about the pregame conversation. But the first thing that happens when he comes in is just like, immediately you can tell there's a different vibe like you know when you encounter someone and you can tell (laughs) that they're like against you right away yeah like stepped in and just immediately it was like we were talking about a brew that one of the patrons was doing and he was like kind of talking through like oh so what are some intuition lines without white in it but they were playing Rocco uh while they were talking through this brew they were doing and this new guy joins and is like uh why do you need to not have white in it it's you're playing Rocco like what and we're like no no man let's cool off yeah. a little bit <laughs> talking about a different <laughs> deck and just throughout the game would meet every decision with like a oh, really what wow really oh my god dude that's so annoying <laughs> what deck were they playing they were playing tivet so we we're okay. like okay that's good things that they resolved in tivet turn one they play a lotus petal and a fell war stone into a ristic study like someone else has a ristic study out so they just dump cards into another player's hand okay right. nice. maybe not the best move yeah. they follow it up with a counterbalance, nice, and a vamp tutor, neither of which they pay for ristic with to get a graph digger's cage, <laughs> also which they don't pay for ristic with. So all on like, turn one? No, on turn two. On turn oh so like God. their turn one is two cards to ristic study to get a felwar stone out. Their turn two is a counterbalance and a vamp tutor, also not paying for anything for ristic study, and we're like. That's interesting. And then the the thing that they tutored that they played turn three was the Graph Digger's Cage. So Garbage, who's in seat one, is playing Rocco. I'm playing Sissé. Uh, and we're both. And like, that's their that's their name. Mike isn't yeah. just calling this person. No, they're garbage. not just yeah. garbage. <laughs> just one of our patrons.
0: <laughs>
2: so we're like, okay, that's interesting. Wow, that's really gonna hurt us. Yeah. Ouch. Like, oof. And they're immediately like, ha huh, ha. Yes, that's actually why I tutored it and we're like oh interesting you uh you searched for something that's just gonna stop us and not it's not gonna help you win at all because they're still sitting there with like two mana and a six mana commander they're gonna have to try and resolve at some point
0: yeah that's kind of a weird move to use your tutor to get a turn three cage yes i don't know it's not really what Tiva wants to do exactly and then instead of having
2: you know not even like one degree of recognition that we're not saying like hey you're an awful person i'm really frustrated to see that card out what we're saying is hey maybe you should think about not doing that not because like (laughs) selfishly it stops me but but truly because you may be shooting yourself in the foot by like playing that way yeah we're throwing ideas out there but they're they at one point say see how much you're complaining that's why I tutored this.
0: <laughs> oh man. I, I think this player sounds kinda awesome now, but keep going. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was to say it sounds like the correct move.
0: Yeah. Um, sounds like a couple salty little
2: crying tears. Well, anyway, they uh they continue to have virtually no impact on the game except for a couple counterbalance flips that occasionally are relevant. Yeah. And uh Preston ketchup who had the ristic cruises through the game we forgive him for not realizing that he didn't have enough mana for a pact trigger but had played a pact of negation oh so we walked back like three turns to where the pact of negation would have been cast oh my God. and returned them not three turn rotations but like he was in seat 3 and he would have pacted something that person in seat 4 had cast so then it went through See oh one God. and two and then got to four and then he was like oh i can't play through the pact trigger and we we're all like oh two of us were like well maybe you uh maybe you just eat the trigger and learn and never do that again and then <laughs> garbage was like
1: being very nice and was like well Man, it's fuck fine that shit i'd be like yeah. <laughs> you gotta count your fucking mana if you play a goddamn pact of negation you yes. best have five you gotta it's be right, or you better you be win ready. before it even like happens yeah, like... it's true
2: you better but yeah, so then <laughs> President Ketchup took it after having not uh, a after, after having not paid his tax. tax trigger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it's just this really odd, weird game, weird and, fucking and game. the context also was that we had someone like halfway through the game, another patron showed up and was like ready to play, and the three of us were like, "Oh my god, get me out of this game!" <laughs> 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 so I was kind of like. I mean, maybe if we don't give him the pack trigger, the game and you know, the game, <laughs> we can move on and play a more fun game, which oh, yeah. is exactly what happened. So I don't regret that at all. But man, <laughs> just like people that show up and and you can just tell are immediately against everything like it, yeah. the, the opponent extends well beyond the boundaries of the game. And extends yeah. into all social interaction that you're having with the person. And man, it really got me just from yeah. the, the minute one recognition <laughs> that I was going to be sitting at this table for, you know, an hour and a half playing against someone that was going to be grumpy and snarky about every single thing that got said. <laughs> yeah.
0: Especially when you're playing with like a couple buddies that yes. you know. And yeah. there's just that fourth person that's just like dumping cold water on the social interaction well, over and over the, and over
2: again. <laughs> that was the interesting thing, too, is like they came in and the three of us were kind of like shooting the shit and like talking about this brew. And like you could tell, like we've all played games together, the three of us. You could tell there was a positive kind of vibe and energy going. And to, to not only like not pick up on that, but immediately like reject that and be like, <laughs> well, you can run white because you're in Rocco. It's like, OK, man.
0: all right right. the neck beard was strong with him give it like a single minute to figure out what the table's talking about yeah Yeah. right (laughs) anyway that was that was my yesterday's salt that is interesting i love that were you totally stacked out because of the graph diggers cage
2: well i was going to be so the graph diggers cage the worst part was the graph diggers cage was the thing that president ketchup pacted that we then rolled back So, I had a turn that I went through, like, that I was like, okay, so I'm not stacked out because of the Graph Diggers cage. So, I had a turn that I like passed through, leaving mana open for a Sisse activation. And then when we rewound, it was like, okay, actually, there is a Graph Diggers cage. So, then I had to like find something else to do with my mana. And I had nothing really useful. Fucking kangaroo
1: court,
0: man. It's like ridiculous. It was was odd. In that moment,
1: (laughs) you guys should have either just had him die or just we should have shuffled up and yeah. like been done with it i, I, think, I think you're, you're right rewound you know? that it's much. true
2: it's true in our defense <laughs> there is no defense President that you can say here <laughs> still pretty new to cdh that is the defense it's not enough that we should have done what we did probably but it is kind of the you reasoning learn behind the it day. exactly only one way I, to learn. I, I, li- I did say that out loud i was like well you'll learn really well <laughs> you will learn to not do that um so hopefully the lesson is still there
0: even though the game
2: resulted in a, yeah. in a
0: big wf didn't win true <laughs> yeah i don't know what would make me saltier having to rewind two turns of play like two turns is so generous i hope president ketchup like like Venmo you'd five bucks after that because <laughs> that's so generous man the problem is he was doing us a service and
2: getting us out of the game so I, mm. I can't complain too much yeah <laughs> put a
0: big old asterisk on that entire game I, well we were talking about it later
2: and, and he was like at least I won and I was like yeah well you did not we, let we won you after win. we let you not lose <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
0: you did not you did not win actually uh that is so funny dude well well <laughs> should we get into <laughs> do we it guys get into it now yeah yeah let's fucking do it let's get into the mine proper guys we are in the atrium we're in our little preamble area now let's saunter on in shall we grab your pickaxes get your little lantern let's get ready to
1: talk about some salt oh but wait huh samuel yes oh. anthony What is this salt of which you speak, (laughs) Michael? I will gladly tell you.
0: (laughs) 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 Michael is here too. (laughs) Great question, Tony. Salt is frustration in the game. Everything from the full shakers of somebody rage quitting, scooping, and throwing their deck across the room to the small grains of somebody at the table with a weird vibe. Somebody who's making weird comments and maybe the gameplay is like, okay, but it's just throwing off the vibe of the night. It's not really something that makes you salty, but it makes you frustrated with that gaming experience. Like the story Mike told earlier Mm. and salt comes in many different forms. And what we're doing is we're going to talk about it. We got three lovely salty stories. We're going to dip into each one. Talk about the salt. But why do we talk about it, Sam? Thanks, Tony. We talk about salt. So that we can learn from it. This is really an educational podcast. Mm, and yeah. in the future, hopefully not be salty ourselves. Fuck yeah. Lay yep. one on me. Here is our first salty story. And this one comes to us from our Patreon. This one comes to us from our buddy Locum. And it goes. Hi guys. Here's the salty story I mentioned on the Discord. Yesterday, I arrived late to my LGS. And my friends had a pod ready. But then got me for a five player higher power game. It was fun and ended around turn seven. I'd said I'd sit out for the next one and then we could jam some CDH. People started coming up to the table I was sitting at, so I sort of got dragged into another game. The commanders were Zur Eternal Schemer, Edgar Markov, the Ur Dragon, and Samut Voice of Descent. My Samut deck is heavily inspired by Joe Johnson's deck, Anaya Timmy Shell with Primal Surge as the win con. Before the game, we had a small chat and everybody was aware that we were all running powerful commanders and tuned decks, but not CDH. The Xur player and I pointed out that we had combos in our decks. My turn two play was Survival of the Fittest, admittedly a strong card. Xur's turn two was Ristic Study. Also a strong card, I would say. Mm. Turns went by, I tutored for a Dockside, the treasure count was around seven, and the Xur player had drawn ten or more cards off of Ristic Study. Mm-hmm. We all ramped, and the Xur player played Heliod, Sun-Crowned, telegraphing a combo, and then I top-decked Teamer Sabretooth. The table was politicking a little bit at this point, pointing out threats, etc. I mentioned that Zur had drawn 10 or more cards off their study and had a combo piece out, which the guy took a little too personally and started to defend himself, not his board, but himself, and his reasonings for running study, and how this is a high-power game and vice versa. Quite the pushes glasses backwards and starts the actually type. He then pointed out that I tutored Dockside And I responded, you are right, I did. On my turn, I played Shalai, Voice of Plenty, for some added protection for the combo, then Dockside, then Teamer Sabertooth, and proceeded to make infinite mana. I asked whether there were any responses between each activation, and nobody said anything. The Zer player was livid, huffing and puffing. I cast Samut and Nyxbloom Ancient and had Seedborn Muse and Captain Sissé in hand. Jesus. The idea is to untap (laughs) every turn grab Yeva, and start to play at instant speed. I dumped a billion mana into Shalai and made all my creatures big, but here is the issue. I completely forgot that Nyxbloom had Trample and that the Ur-Dragon player was open for an unblocked attacker. The view of his board was very messy and was blocked by his drink at the time. So in my mind, I could only take one person out with a flying Sissé since everyone else had creatures. The Xur player was talking over every single game action I was taking, commenting and saying things like, Oh, look at him stroking his cock.
1: Whoa. (laughs) What? There you have it. I don't think I have ever said that in a game. (laughs) game, You 100% have. Are you kidding me? When identify when I have ever said to you, oh, look at Seb sitting over there stroking his
0: cock. I don't know if you've ever said the word cock, but you've definitely said stroking. That's specific terminology. Yeah, you've definitely said like masturbatory allegory. Adding the cock
1: in there is like uh it it's too far. Yeah, it's a it's that's a little the, blue. that's
2: what's too far. Fu- it's good to know yeah. where your lines are, Tony. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little yeah. blue for me.
0: Man, sometimes I read these stories and that shit comes out of nowhere, and I get so surprised. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a little surprise in there for you. It really is. It's just like gameplay, 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 gameplay cock and you're like (laughs) oh okay uh and it continues i calmly asked whether the blue deck had any responses to what i was doing to which they said nothing so i only attacked him and took him out of the game feeling pretty confident that i could end the game on my next turn but again i forgot i had trample and an open attack so i wasn't sure i could end the game right there nor was I paying enough attention to realize that I had a game-ending line ready to go because I had someone screaming at me from a foot away, non-stop, being exceptionally rude and aggressive, cutting me off mid-sentence as I was taking my turn. I passed the turn, and the Xur player started raising their voice, visibly angry at me and shouting non-stop for not ending the game and playing with my food. I turned to him and said... You need to calm down and lower your voice. You're being extremely annoying right now. So please stop multiple times. My friends that I usually play with at the table next to us kept asking, Hey man, you good? What the hell is going on over there? (laughs) Because the guy was throwing a tantrum. Wow. Uh, The Edgar player ends up vamp tutoring for a farewell on upkeep and cast it on their turn. While I was being yelled at by the Xur player, I went into the tank and started thinking about my way out and remembered a play that involved Yeva, Rocco and Ranger. So, I ended up winning with farewell on the stack, having brought all of those out, grabbing a terror of the peaks, and infinitely bouncing Nick's Bloom Ancient at instant speed. The Edgar player said they dealt with kids at work, so they didn't want to sit at the table with dessert players screaming and <laughs> left. That's amazing. Congratulating me for the win and complimenting my deck. Either way, we got another fourth player and got another game going. This time, I chose something with no combos, Rafine, which still packs a punch. I know you know. Yes, I do know. I know. While the Xur player chose Elminster for a full control focused game, probably to get back at me. Before the game, the Dragon player, who's now playing Giada, asked a question about the difference between spin downs and non spin downs. And the Salt Lord grabbed the d20 in front of me and chucked it across the table saying, now watch, while explaining how easy it is to cheat with it, which actually wasn't a spin down. It was a Baldur's Gate d20. He got all concerned and embarrassed when I turned to my friend in the pod next to ours and said, Hey. This guy just yeeted your D20. Then he looked for the D20 <laughs> for two or three minutes. Oh, God, so awkward. What is happening? <laughs> the night ended with the guy scooping at instant speed when I targeted Elminster with Imprisoned in the Moon, complaining about how I targeted them the whole game, which was partially true, but mostly because there was a pillow fort deck and another with a scary large amount of angels, so targeting him made sense, not to mention they kept countering my stuff. At the end of the night, my buddies kept imitating the tantrum guy for the tantrum he threw three hours or so straight. Now he was making comments about the first game during the last game, continuously huffing and puffing, losing the D20 across the table, and how the fit they were throwing was super distracting. I took a cold shower right as I got home to wash away all the NACL. Love the show. The best part of my commute on Thursday is prepping me for a night of games. Best, Locum. Oh, thanks, Locum. I'm sorry you,
1: you dealt with that yeah I'm not I think it's pretty funny <laughs>
2: <laughs> the part that's crazy to me is going in for a game too with this player <laughs> yeah I was wild. gonna say I can't <laughs> believe you
1: played another game with this dude like, yeah I am shocked I would have not played rather than play another yeah, game. yeah that guy I'd rather watch my friends do a
0: four-person game than sit in with yeah. that like that's ridiculous
2: man also First die throw, I think. We've had we've had cards get thrown. We've had Blightsteel Colossi being thrown. We've had but... Blightsteel Colossi get thrown, but yeah. I don't think
0: we've had a uh, a die get yeeted yet. <laughs> it's like, kind of like a funny thing to include because it doesn't have a ton to do with the game, but it is just like a very awkward moment at the table where you could see someone being kind of like, uh, I'm um, actually, and like chucking a die. And then you're like, hey, this dude just threw your die. And he's like, uh, uh, uh
1: I'll I'll find it. <laughs> yeah when like it was read at first, I thought it just meant that like, you know, he just threw it across the table, kind of at this person in a weird way. Yeah. But then when it like it's lost. I'm like, did he actually just throw it across the room? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like just straight up. <laughs> yoss, like gone. And you're just like, what? Like, just what did he just do? Yep. <laughs> Yote. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yote. He just yoted it away. <laughs> Never yote someone else's dice. <laughs> <laughs> there are a bunch of interesting moments in this one. I think like
0: the first moment that kind of, it, it doesn't feel super unnatural for a typical game is when you have two players that are both like threatening wins, both threatening combos, and they kind of start to play like the blame game against the other person. Mm-hmm. Like Locum had known information with the dockside in their hand. At that point, the team or sabretooth was hidden. They had top decked it. So no one knew they had that combo. But the Zur player had drawn a shit ton of cards, had a combo piece on the board. It's one of those things where, I think we've talked about this in past episodes, where if you talk a little bit too much, I think it points out that you're the threat. You know what I mean? Like if mm-hmm. you're if you're deflecting too hard and you're like, well, you tutor side, but well, you're doing this, then... I don't know. I think it kind of calls into question like what your aims are and it makes your deflecting look a little bit more obvious. Whereas if you're just pointing out that a deck has already drawn a fuck ton of cards or something like that, that, that's a, a little bit more straightforward of like a politicking move to kind of deflect.
2: Yeah. And keeping it about like the game and the actions that have been taken is also better like hey that ristic has triggered a bunch that's that's kind of a more effective politicking tool than like um i think i'm actually totally justified to put ristic study in my deck uh it's completely <laughs> fine it's a good card because that's that's just yes, like it is. <laughs> that's like it's elevating the conversation to something that distracts from the fact that you're trying to point out that you're not as threatening as other people you know yeah,
1: yeah. But He was pointing out that he was fucking stroking himself so like <laughs> what more could he do <laughs> poor guy <laughs> you know what I feel bad for this guy now.
0: Is this you, Tony? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know. When someone is just commentating over everything you're doing, like this is kind of like the story you were telling earlier, Mike. Like that yeah. person had a little comment for every action you took, had a mm-hmm. little thing to say, a little like bit of displeasure they wanted to sprinkle across the table yep. every time a decision was made or something like that. Uh, I think players that are too annoying at the table sometimes get the heat you know what I mean like if you're if you're huffing and puffing and causing a scene or even if you're not even if you're just kind of being unpleasant like people might try to knock you out first because you're just not really contributing to that social piece of the game and you know they just want to like shuffle up with someone else yeah Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird dynamic
2: honestly like I, I don't know that I can really advise it I've definitely kind of done it myself a little bit but you don't want to be forced into a position where you're trying to kill someone because they're annoying to play with. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of a, a knee-jerk
0: reaction that I feel like people do mm-hmm. have. I think there's like a vibe that comes with playing EDH games and you need to like see what the pod wants to do. I mean, this is sort of... I, I'm going to keep pointing back to it, but, but the game that you talked about at the start of the episode, mm-hmm. Mike, where you have a group of people that are kind of like-minded, want to have a similar gaming experience... And then you have a fourth person come in and if they don't quite fit, then it can make the gaming experience unpleasant and that can produce salt or some frustration with just like how you're spending your time. Yeah. And I think that that influences politics and just like how the game plays out a little bit. I'm not saying like, don't play magic with the weird kid at your LGS, like play with that person, play with everybody at your LGS, you know, but like. That does have a bearing on how, like, politics are done mm-hmm. and how people react to how you're pointing things out. It's kind of like that that line, like, the lady doth protest too much. If you're protesting with every single action that gets taken, at a certain point, it's going to fall on deaf ears and people just aren't going to care anymore. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Also, you do have to take some of the actions that
2: Locum took in this beforehand. Like, something's like really frustrating you. No.
0: No oh. Tony, not just that. Tony is so hung up on that. Oh my I god. I just
1: can't believe that he just
0: like said that. You can't
1: believe it's that so
2: close to things you say, Tony. Yeah, it's yeah, so, but it's so, so up your alley. This behavior close
1: and the same is very different. No, <laughs> it's There's totally There's so different. many
0: times where you, I think you usually just say circle jerking instead yeah. of instead of <laughs> <Yeah>. stroking. Laughs,
1: laughs maniacally. Yeah, laughs knowingly.
0: <laughs> you I'm say never, this exact never same shit. I'm saying it
1: like so aggressively, though. It's like you know, like playful when I say it. I feel like this is an aggressive stroke. You know? Oh my god. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, I do think I do think the word uh, cock is very off-putting <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yep. pretty much across the board. I think it's pretty off-putting. <laughs> exactly. That's definitely something
2: going on here. Yeah, that's
0: not yeah. the most pleasant.
1: <laughs> well, what do we think about the salt rating on this one? It's pretty high. It's high salt. It's high, but like, I think the thing that really does get me, and I almost don't know how to describe it, is that another game was played. I feel like <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, the thing crazy. that is like the most crazy. confusing to me of all
2: of this. <laughs> and also, like, a lot of these stories are something where we react to it with, like, yeah, okay, that's intense. Did you try talking about it? Like, did you try to talk through this? And yeah. this story multiple times mentions, yeah, we tried to talk through it. Like, I tried to mention, hey, you're on my back. Like, hey, you're, you're, Probably yeah, being annoying right now. You gotta calm yeah. down. Tried to use words multiple, multiple times, and it didn't work. <laughs> like, it didn't have the didn't have the actual ability to get that through this person's kind of thick skull. Yeah, and still signing up for game two after that is that's like kind of just masochism at that point. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's the point where someone transcends from a salty player to Assault Lord, you know, or Mm. Assault Monster, where you can't reason with them at that point. They are going to be wicked salty no matter what. Yeah. It's high salt, but at the same time, Locum went in for a second bite. So, like... He liked
1: it a little bit. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I do wonder, sometimes with these salty stories, if there's an element of, like, I am going to mess with this dude even more by just continuing to play
1: against him. I mean, sometimes that is fun. I won't lie. Like, I've been in scenarios like that where it's like... Somebody's like losing their shit, and you're just like, I'm not. I'm just like chill. Yeah. And like, I like watching them unravel. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's like that saying the best revenge is just living a good life. You know, mm. the best revenge mm. is just having a good game afterwards. You're like, yeah, let's oh, yeah. play again. It's going to be great. <laughs> All right. Let's do one more, guys. This one comes to us from our Gmail. It's a Gmail submission. It comes to us from our buddy Matt. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> the post title is scooping at instant speed smiley face (laughs) a little colon capital d there so big big smile and the story goes hey all i have a wonderful salty story about scooping at instant speed that i'd love to share a little background just for shits the person i had this interaction with is one of my best buds and he got back into the game a few years ago i cannot stress how much this guy enjoys a salty card or play As I got better at the game, I learned to love it too. Anyways, one night I was on Philath and he was on Kozalek. Other commanders in the pod aren't relevant for the story. Get fucked, third and fourth player.
1: (laughs) Double, a double. (laughs) At least it's both of them, not just one of them.
0: Yeah, mark those bingo cards, everybody. (laughs) He was building up a nice board state and had a ton of artifacts on the field. Swimming in artifacts, bros. Living the dream. If it got back to him, he'd tap with a ton of mana and probably win the game. My board wasn't a slouch at this point either. I had Phylath and some thick plants, accompanied by some other creatures, etc. I should have cast Overwhelming Stampede at this point. I would have had it, but I couldn't help it. I was taught from the best Salt Lord I know, after all. I instead cast Natural Order to find Bane of Progress, knowing full well that if it resolved, my friend's board would be obliterated and he'd stand no chance to win lol i'm flipping through my deck with a nice grin going loving what i'm about to do and it clicked for him he realized that i was searching for bane of motherfucking progress baby (laughs) and he says i scoop i'm picking up my cards before the bane etbs so you don't get any counters for my stuff being destroyed (laughs) what a salty play This is one of the only times I was able to enjoy pure salt bliss for five minutes or so ended up winning the game. Next turn rotation. We were chill right after, and it was hilarious to talk about post game, but boy, oh boy, was he tilted for a little while. Love the show. Been listening since the early days. Take care, Matt. Thanks,
1: Matt. I thought this was going to go different. I thought he was going to be like, I was searching for it, didn't find it, but he scooped. <laughs> <laughs> Failed to find. Yeah,
0: it wasn't in the deck, accidentally yeah. took it out of the deck, but... <laughs> That's something I would do. Should we read Bane of Progress? Do people know what this card does? Uh, let's read it. Sick. Read it. Bane of Progress is a 2-2 creature elemental, costs 4 and 2 green, And it says, when Bane of Progress enters the battlefield, destroy all artifacts and enchantments. Put a plus one plus one counter on Bane of Progress for each permanent destroyed this way.
1: I feel like it's kind of like an oldie but a goodie. Like, I feel like you see less of it these days, but it used to be like a pretty common green card. I feel like I haven't seen one in a while, but like it's sort of fallen out of favor, I think a little bit. It's a classic commander
0: card from way back when it was first printed in commander 2013 And then pretty much only printed in Commander products after that. Is there a borderless version? There is not a borderless version, Tony. I'm sorry. Don't even want it. Yeah, there is one like alternate art, but I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't have a lot of bling with this one. Mm. Nice. It's the bane of that, right? Yeah, no
2: progress. Yeah, it doesn't want to progress into these new frames (laughs) and borders and stuff. It's trying to stay OG here.
1: Only old border. I feel like the salt on this is kind of twofold because it's not only the salt of like not getting uh, the counters and everything, but it's also the salt of the player who conceded. At speed. at yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I I'm pretty firm on like if something like that happens, like I will always just be like, well, I'm getting the counters. I don't care. I just like hate when people do that. It's not a thing for me in our pod in particular. Like, I think on occasion somebody will do that. It's pretty, pretty fucking rare. I can't even think of a time where any of us have scooped to deny something. Maybe it's even just happening in games that we've played.
2: Yeah, sometimes we would maybe do other stuff to deny something. Like, maybe if you have a sack outlet for all of your artifacts and treasures or, like, artifacts and enchantments, maybe you'll sacrifice everything. I think that's just good play, though. Even if you're, like, about to die. But, like, yeah, we never
1: really scoop never as a response. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think we'll jokingly say it sometimes. Yeah. Oh, almost, definitely. we'll jokingly yeah, yeah, say it almost every almost time. Every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like, all it takes is a creature having lifelink, and I'm
0: scooping right before yeah. it does damage to me every <laughs> yeah. time. Or when someone plays one of those lands that comes into play untapped, if you have <laughs> two or more opponents, I'm like, if we concede right now, it taps. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We all, we all concede.
1: Oh, uh, but yeah. That's like definitely a magic pet peeve of mine. Like Mm -hmm. I've been at tables with like other randos before where that's happened. I was like, you should just take the thing. Like whatever benefit you're gonna get. Like that it's just like so silly when people do that. I I don't like that. It's not for me.
0: I mean, we've talked about it on a lot of episodes in the past, but I, I just think it's so silly. To say, I'm going to lose the game. And at that point, like, who cares what's still going on in the game? You know what I mean? Like, that Mm, just happened after you're gone. Like, you would rather 100% lose the game and scoop versus, like, 90% lose the game and have to at least ride it out and, like, see what happens. Like, you could top deck the ultimate card to just turn everything around, you know? Mm. So, I don't know. I think that's just such whack behavior for so many reasons. It, It is funny that there's, like, two pieces of salt here because this person Matt wanted to make his friend be salty yeah. and he was denied that but the friend yep. still got pretty much just as salty yeah. and and, <laughs> and basically quit the game because they're so salty so yeah. you know I guess you did technically kind of get the effect that you wanted you didn't even <laughs> need to cast it i love these moments two
2: friends like there's so much kind of untalked about context here like they know each other's decks so well they know each other's reactions to things like <laughs> yeah. they know that bane is the thing getting tutored they know that this player would tutor bane of progress like there's just so many layers of really knowing each other and like clearly a friendship being here already that that's just heartwarming to me uh, yeah, and the sure. salt is is truly just like the lens in which they had a fun game. Yeah, we had a fun game day by like getting each other today.
0: You know, it's great. Yeah, I I love that because I feel like we have a little bit of that in our group too, where, you know, sometimes like the salty cards come down and all you can do is just kind of laugh at the salt and laugh in the moment. And I think when a group gets to that point where they can enjoy that salt a little bit, it actually makes the games less salty overall. Because you're finding like the joy in those moments with the big counterplays and and the big moments that just like overtake your board and ruin things for you and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. What do you think about the salt rating on this one? I think it's a secret sugar break, man. I think it's a secret sugar Mm. break here. Yeah, but it's like a salted
2: taffy where like (laughs) it is sweet and and nice, but there's definitely salt as a part of it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Salt at the core, you know. (laughs)
0: Yeah. It's an integral part even yeah (laughs) a hundred percent but like it it even says it at the end like they were able to goof around after the game and just kind of laugh about it and how hilarious the play was and you know i I think that's another thing that comes from having a tight group of players is you get these like silver bullet cards that you start to run to mess with each other's decks and when those come up it's just such a funny moment it's like whenever anyone plays like graveyard hate against one of tony's decks he's just like you don't even have to use it on him he just it just comes down, and he's like, fuck you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just the sight of it. Hashtag fun beat. <laughs> the <laughs> <happy>. <laughs> mm,
1: Respect the feud. Respect the feud, everybody. <laughs> Hashtag. Uh, one more. One final.
0: One more. Let's do one more. Let's do it. This is another Patreon post. This one comes to us from our buddy Moshi, and the post is titled, Salt Has Entered My Veins. mm and it goes, hey guys, just a heads up for this story, it's a long one, and please don't address me by my actual name. You can just address me by Moshi. Alright,
1: done and done. I'm glad that that was what it was, because at first I was like, oh, he already did. Yeah. <laughs> by my
0: actual name, which is Moshi, do not say it. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I already <laughs> said it.
1: This episode is live-streamed. We can't pull
0: it back. Yeah, there's just simply
2: no way. We don't have the the three-second delay that we need in order to cut <laughs> that immediately before it goes out.
0: Alright, this is like, this is a chronological post. This is salt over four weeks. Mm. So here we go. Week one. It was another modern Monday at my local gaming store. That night, I figured I would play Modern Goblins with Conspicuous Snoop Combo. Have Snoop out, Tutor for Kiki on top of the library with Bogart, Harbinger, then proceed to make, oh, Harbinger? With go Har- with Bogart, Harbinger? Harbinger. Is it Harbinger or Harbinger? Probably Harbinger. It's kind
1: of like Goblin Charutagarn.
0: It's nothing like Goblin Shrewd again.
1: <laughs> it's not <laughs> even Look at Bogart. Nothing even comes up, man. <laughs> I just want to get it right. It's definitely Harbinger. Isn't it Bogart? Bogart? Bogart. Bogart, Harbinger. Bogart, Burger. Am
2: I living in like alternate pronunciation dimension where I have everything wrong? Or are you guys just being goofy? I i always said Bogart. Is it Bogart? Bogart. I have no idea. Okay. Should we Google it? Should we scryfall it?
0: No, we're, we're, we're beyond Describe
1: it. Does have pronunciations? It is Bogart.
0: Bogart. Okay, cool. Yeah, like quit Bogart and that doobie, bro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, wait. Yeah, but is that pronunciation different than
0: the goblin? Oh, man. We're too deep I need in disambiguation. It. I need Bogart disambiguation. <laughs> we got to call up Mauro right now. How do we pronounce this word? Get Gavin on the phone. Oh, it's two G's, dude. It's gotta be. It's gotta be different than Bogart. Bogart. It's gotta be Bogart. It's gotta be Bogart. All right, we'll say Bogart. We'll do. We'll go with Bogart. Bogart. <laughs> now <laughs> I've said it too much, and now it means nothing to me anymore. Maybe it's Bogart. Ooh. <laughs> or maybe it's like yogurt. Bogart. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what you say normally? Haven't you been saying Bogart? Oh man, no. Bogart versus Bogart. Oh, Bogart. Okay, like okay. Bogart. Yeah. Bogurt.
1: I was just sounds yeah, like you're saying. Got it. Boger, but weird. All right, we're <laughs> way too deep
0: in it. I'm I'm pulling back. Let's restart this. Let's restart this. Okay. That night, I figured I would play modern goblins. Is it modern or is it modern?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's goblins. It's
0: modern goblins. That night, I figured I would play modern goblins with conspicuous <laughs> Snoop combo. Have Snoop out tutor for Kiki on top of library with Bogert Harbinger. Then proceed to make infinite snoops, then copy Harbinger for a Mog Fanatic and do infinite damage. It's a cool combo. Love that shit. Well, my friend that I've known for a long time was on Amulet Titan. It's all about bouncing lands, making a bunch of mana, and playing Primeval Titan. Primetime, baby! Well, my friend at the time goes to try and win and double-cast Summoner's Pact to get both Titans out of his deck, then starts playing bounce lands and floating mana since he has Amulet of Vigor out. Well, I was new to playing against this deck, so I didn't scoop and asked him to play it out so I would know when I could use my interaction. Well, he keeps trying to shortcut things and skip over how he's netting mana, and multiple times I have to ask him, wait, how are you doing that? Mm. Is that really how it works? I'm just trying to understand what's going on. Well, he ends up misplaying and not killing me and doesn't have the mana to pay for Pact, so I end up winning that game due to the Pact triggers. You should have just wound it back. (laughs) <laughs> no. <laughs> he said to me after game one well you got me good job with the most saltiest tone oh so it would be like well
1: you got me good job something like that or, or maybe more emo like well you got me
0: nice job it's not a nice job tony you flood
1: the line dude well i forgot it part way and then i was like shit what's the line? aren't you like an actor that was why there was a pause <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, like, when I do it, I get to do what I want. It's not, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Improv. He's improv Game two.
0: My opponent mullions to four, and I snap-kept seven with just a turn three combo in my hand. I ended up winning and two-owed him. After the game, he kept saying how I'm so fucking stupid and can't fucking believe I didn't play around packed. And I guess you got me, but you outplayed me so well. I could tell he was salty, so I just left him alone. But he was my friend, so I told him, don't be so hard on yourself. It is just a card game. That's not really what you want to hear in those moments, but I appreciate Definitely where your heart not. is at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is what you need to internalize, but it's never what you want to hear. <laughs> Week two. He was now playing Merfolk Tribal. I'm playing Reanimator, trying to get a trax of Grand Unifier in play, then Ephemerating it to get crazy value. It was down to the last game in the batch. I hard cast a Solitude on a Merfolk Lord and go to block a Tide Shaper. I ask him before we go to blocks, does Shaver have a plus one, plus one counter on it? His reply, no, it does not. I said, then I will block it. We go to blocks and I block it. And he says, okay, your solitude dies, right? And I say back to him, no, your creature doesn't have a plus one, plus one counter on it. And he explains that it has plus one, plus one, not a plus one, plus one counter. So they trade. Mm-hmm. Due to this, I end up losing the game. So I quickly reply to him, you got me a little salty after this. But I accept it is my fault, and I guess he was playing to his outs. But still, come on, we all knew what I meant. Interesting. The plot is thickening. Week three, same player, we are in the top four. I'm once again playing Reanimator. He was playing Hammer. Down to the last game, he had an Urza Saga pop and floats one mana, not stating anything. Maybe he did, possibly, but I didn't hear him. He goes through search for an artifact, puts it into play, and goes and plays a Pure Steel Paladin, then Hammer. He had an Ornithopter in play and goes to equip the Hammer. I look all around his board to see if he has the mana to activate Ink Moth, and he has no lands except the Ink Moth. So I go to Fatal Push the Ornithopter in response to the equip. Thinking I am safe from an equipped Ink Moth, I kill the Ornithopter. Then he looks at me and says, using the one floating mana from Urza's Saga to make Ink Moth a creature, and I asked him, you floated mana? He says, yes, I said that. And while I didn't see you represented in any way, how am I supposed to play around that? He said, just ask if I have floating mana. I end up dying to ink moth having infect and hitting me for 11 disappointed. I feel a little cheated after that game, but go on to continue to have fun. But every time I play this player, he just mauls even when he wins the match week Mm -hmm. four, I am playing death and taxes this week drew super hot and had super good matchups. So I end up only losing one game and winning all my matches. So that's super sweet. I was feeling good. Then I get home just to hear that player complain that I got all my best matchups. That's why I won. Ugh. At this point, I hope I play him and clown on him. Why play the game if you're just going to spike and try to win the games by hiding information? I don't know. I'm over him being a salty baby and crying whenever I beat him as well. Makes it hard for me to enjoy my favorite game. A hm. lot to unpack with this one. There's yeah, there is a lot one. in this. Multi-weeks. An mm. epic saga. Let's go week by week, right? Yeah. They try to play through their primeval titan combo and they fucking fail and i mean (laughs) for me like those are kind of the breaks man (laughs) right like if you don't know your combo and you can't execute it well then like sucks to suck sometimes you have to force your opponent to walk through a
1: combo Mm -hmm. it's kind of the danger of some of those like more well-known ones where it's like instead of going through it enough for every time you're like oh it's like i just win now because of like it does the thing and yeah, people are like, OK, and then they just shuffle up and play again instead of like actually having you play through it. Right.
0: Yeah. I think sometimes with those combos where like the sequencing is a little bit challenging or something like that, like you might have somebody who when they're gold fishing the deck at home, they just get to the point where they have the combo and then they don't execute through it. So yeah. like you could get reps with the deck and experience with the deck, but maybe not experience running through the combo itself, you know, because you just assume that the game's done at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, sometimes if you have one piece of interaction in your hand, it's important what for piece? them to go, yo ho <laughs> <laughs> <With their hand. laughs> But sometimes if you have... <laughs> uh Sometimes if you have a single piece of the interaction in your hand, you do need to have people sequence through it because you might be able to stop it. Like, that happens in our CDH games. I feel like, Tony, you're really good at... at questioning people when they're like okay and then i have my win and you're like well how do you win because i might be able to do something and like it's critical to see how you walk through the win especially with decks like Sisse or dawn waker where they have like different avenues to get to that win Mm -hmm. it's kind of important to see it actually go through
1: yeah it's unfortunate though because when i say that then they're like okay now i know you have something so then they usually do something else to be like fuck you it's almost kind of frustrating (laughs) because like yeah, I probably could have gotten somebody with a gotcha. But like as soon as I like have to be like, well, no, I don't want to skip it. I want you to like play it out. They're like, OK, well, fuck you. And then I usually get hard locked. That is one kind of cool thing about the tournaments is
2: usually people want you to play it all out. So it's like kind of the expectation. Yeah, there's a little less
0: like maybe-ness to it. Yeah, like like the default is people just walking through the full combo. Right. And yeah, it's interesting. I mean, week one. It sounds like it's just salty bad breaks. Your opponent piloted incorrectly, you know, watered under the sure. bridge, right? Week two, this is the plus one, plus one versus the plus one, plus one counter debacle. Yeah. Which I think is scummy as fuck. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Objectively, <laughs> listening to it, like he asked, does it have a plus one, plus one counter on it? Yep. And like, to me, I was like, okay, no, it doesn't. And then he's like, I have a lord and that's giving a plus one, plus one. Yeah. Or, yeah. That's what it sounds like happening to me. Yeah, like it's kind of board state, like you kind of are responsible for like knowing that in many scenarios, I will be like, but it's like getting plus one plus one from something else. Exactly. Yeah, like you're not obligated to. I will just say objectively reading it. I was like, yeah, he kind of got you a little bit. It's like not a good gotcha, but like gotcha. It is a gotcha. Yeah. And you can get around that by one Maybe
2: looking at the board super intensely to try and see if there's any anthems, but also just asking
1: directly, what's its power and toughness? That'll yeah, give you yeah, the exact yeah. answer you need. Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. I don't know, man. But
1: that just gives me a bad taste in my mouth, though. I guess. But usually, once it happens enough, you also change. Like, I usually know, I no longer like, oh, does it have a plus one plus one counter? I'm like, what the fuck is its power and toughness? What <laughs> things do you have on the board that can do this? Yeah. what's like, try once, and exactly. say, like, what can happen? Like, what yeah, can yeah. impact things? Yep. Uh, and usually I'll be like, if I attack you with this thing, am I going to get got like, it's, <laughs> yeah. right. but that's just from the pain of that happening over and over again. Right. So it's like, you got to go learn today. Got to yeah. do it somehow. Yeah.
0: I mean, I guess that is true. Sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta learn, but yeah. that would make me salty, man. That would be yeah, for me sure. Salty, for sure. I think. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. When it comes to week three, we have another little bit of like board state representation, which is the floating mana for mm-hmm. turning ink moth nexus into a creature mm-hmm. i think with urza saga you gotta represent that shit because sometimes people forget that they can float the mana like it's such a weird little niche rules thing yeah where you can float that one mana before the third chapter gets completed yep the other thing is like you
2: could tap it to make a construct or something. Like there is other stuff you can do with that land. Yeah. It's truly not just something you can assume that the one is floating. Like maybe that's your default case, but it's not always the thing you're going to do. Well the problem
1: yeah. too is like that they did announce it, but it it's not enough in the scenario cuz like once you play through your turn up through like combat, right? And you've done a bunch of other stuff. It is very like wait what the fuck mana is left or anything like I get confused mm. with my own shit like when I do have it represented like I'll have it represented and I'll be like fuck well I forgot about it so <laughs> yeah, yeah that man is just gone now I guess but like yeah, I feel you yeah having it represented in some way shape or form it's so easy to just like pop a dice out right and just be like this is my like floating mana of whatever and, and that's the thing like okay maybe in the week two situation the
0: onus is on op here to be like what's the power and toughness like a clean direct question mm-hmm. but i don't think it's ever the opponent's responsibility to be like and what floating mana do you have right now you know what yeah. i mean like that shit should, should be represented somehow on the yeah. board i don't know if there's like a hard rule about it but it definitely doesn't feel like clean play to me i don't know that that one's a little bit a little bit salty yeah week 4 is really just like a little cherry on top of this player being like yeah you only won cuz you had good matchups yeah it's one of the, the most soul crushing things. <laughs> it, it just like takes wind yeah. out of your sales. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's very like I was feeling good, like had good games, and then they're just like, oh no, you suck still, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. No, it
0: wasn't your skill. It wasn't you at all. Uh yeah. it was just yeah. the opponents were bad, and you got lucky. Frankly, this is like an interesting saga of salt. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it kind of feels to me like the narrative here is week one you have this situation where like a bit of messy play gets somebody the loss and from then on it becomes this weird thing about like polarizing clean play moments where you're taking people at the exact letter of every word they say and every question they ask and it's like kind of borderline rules lawyery and then borderline like hiding information a little bit And it's not like expressly hiding the information, but it's like, well, you didn't ask the perfect question for me to give you that information. So I'm not going to give it up. Like, Mm. I don't know, man, that stuff. I think it just makes like friendships tense, you know? Yeah. Which it sounds like it's doing here. Well, is it, is it really a friend or
2: is it just someone that they keep playing against in the, in the modern, in like the Friday night modern?
0: Um, It's a friend that they've known for a long time. Hmm. Don't feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's just, the symptom of 1v1 formats are a little bit more competitive. And Mm. that shit is
1: important, especially when there's like prizing on the line. Which also like magic is a confusing game no matter what. Right. It just is. There's a lot that can be happening. But I will say in a 1v1, there's like, it's not like commander where you have three board states that you're trying to read that are actually like physically farther away and different stuff. It's like, it is kind of on you to, like, know what's going on more, I would say, in, like, the 1v1 formats than it is in the others. That doesn't make it less confusing or less hard or anything. I'm not saying it's, like, that, but yeah, I, I feel a little differently, almost, I guess, about it as a result. Yeah, you're, you're
0: saying get good, Tony, right? You're yeah, saying get good, basically. scrub. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's tough because
2: you, like... If you assume you don't have to ask all this stuff and like pull it out perfectly with like the perfect question, if you kind of operate under this like good faith assumption that the other person is going to be perfectly clear with you, it's very different than if you're doing what they had to do in this. Yeah, you know, like you can have kind of a different rhythm of the game. Whereas in this case, you really start to realize in a repeated fashion, okay, this is going to happen every time. Like this person is going to try and sneak an ankle shoot and like, or angle shoot or whatever the phrase is, you know, they're going to try and get (laughs) you. Ankle shoot Achilles. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Hit where
0: the divine waters didn't touch or whatever. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think it does set up this expectation of like angle shooting and to your point, Tony, 1v1 formats those little mistakes games can be won or lost on those as they we're seeing like sports, every time you want know? lost by those so you know you want to be a good opponent but it's not the same as cdh or edh with the social dynamic where like being clear with information can help you win better and help you like foster you know good feels at the table and shit like that you don't really need that and there's two other
2: people trying to be clear about information that have a vested interest in you knowing what's going on, on a person's board.
1: Often. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Someone else can, like, jump in and clarify as well. It also makes me think about Arena a little bit. Like, maybe you could argue it's a little bit clearer on Arena, but, like, you, you, do, you can't talk to the person, right? Yeah. Like, you literally are just, like, tracking what's in front of you and, like, that's it. And, like, mistakes are made all the time and, like... And once it's made, that there's no
2: winding yeah, it back. Yeah, you can't back too. it up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can't rewind your packed trigger like you're just like <laughs> fucking going for it. <laughs>
0: no, you cannot. <laughs> it especially effects like anthems and things like that are so clear and obvious on yeah. Arena. That is the benefit for sure. Honestly, anthems, I think when you're first getting into magic, those are one of the more confusing things. Because people are like, oh, well, it's this now. And and this is one of my biggest pet peeves with magic is when people put dice to show the yeah. new power and toughness on their creature oh. when there's an anthem in play. Yeah. I'm like, don't do that. That's a fucking counter. Don't do that shit at all, man. Like, we'll <laughs> just remember that it has plus one plus one.
1: And then you swing into them, and then they're like, oh, but because of this lord, your thing dies. And you're like, fuck. Like, but <laughs> <State Yeah. misrepresenting
0: laughs> board state misrepresenting board state. Got him. <laughs> i really do dislike like that dice <laughs> thing that people do man i hate no that. i totally get you <laughs> like that's a different thing <laughs> what do we
1: what do we think about the salt rating here on this one
0: Ooh, what a saga what a salty saga man mm. i feel it i feel the tension in these games it doesn't seem like big salt but it seems like a lot of those little grains that start to just like tip the scales towards saltier and saltier interactions you know mm-hmm. like the tension the tension in the game yeah.
2: yeah, I agree. It's a it's a, a steady stream of it that you can't really avoid, too, if you're playing and in, in more of like an event oriented thing, like or if there aren't many people playing modern at your store, like, you, yeah, you're just going to kind of face this over and over again. And it has this element of like, uh, so like self-defeatingness too of like, or not self-defeating, but self-frustration of oh I didn't ask the right question in order yeah. to get to the bottom of this. And that's always pretty yeah. painful.
1: But also, you just gotta like play better decks because your decks suck, apparently. So. Exactly. You're not good anyway. Yeah. Next time, just try like doing a good
0: job. I, that yeah. usually <laughs> works really, really well. Good point. Yeah, have you tried point. Uh, being better? Yeah. Good point, yeah. Good point. It'd yeah. yeah. yeah, be really more like us, honestly. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I know nothing about modern. Um, I I will say like play other formats with this friend. Like bust up some fucking commander decks if you guys are are down with it. Like if if your only Magic interaction with this buddy. Is really tense modern games, then that could eventually kind of sour some things. Um, so it'd be nice for you guys to be able to enjoy the hobby of magic in other formats where the stakes
1: aren't quite as high, you know? True. yeah What do they say? Yeah. Change is the spice of life. Do they say that? Something like that. No. There's a phrase that's like that. I thought it
0: was black pepper
1: is the okay. spice of life. Well, is it that time of the week? <laughs> What? It's feeling hey, like that time of the hey. week. I think it might be that time of the week. Man, what a what a! I've never been dissed through a transition to a new <laughs> segment before, but man, but it was good. Yeah,
0: it is that time of the week, Tony. Uh, Hell, it's the time of the yeah. week that comes every week, every fucking week, baby. Lay it on me. What is it? It's the time of the week where we say, Mike, 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 Mike. What's the salty card of the week? The Salty Card of the Week this week. I'm never going to cast again. These counter spells have got me tilted. Though it's easy to deflect, I know you're playing blue. Tonight, my salt, <laughs> it feels so loud. I wish that I could target with shroud. Maybe <laughs> it's better to play. We hurt each other with the salt we want to say. We could have been so good together We could have kept this deal forever But now who's gonna deal with me? Please Scoop, yeah
1: I was nice. so close Thanks. to being like stinky linky. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I feel like Sam has like this whole thing, so I can't I can't crush his his dreams. Thanks, man. I
0: wrote that Careless Whisper one like weeks ago and I've been singing it like all the time. <laughs> Slay. Yeah. Well, well thank Mike. you, Sam. I was the, like, uh... what
1: happens now? Oh, yeah, like... <laughs> I think we just end the show now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> The salty card of the week this week is embargo. The fuck is this card Right. (laughs) It's probably white. It's not even. It is from invasions though, so that's sometimes, you know, it's one of those. Or Mercadian Masks. I'm so sorry. Cut it. Cut it. it (laughs) Embargo. It is a three and a blue enchantment. Gross. Non land permanents don't untap during their controller's untap steps. Oh my fucking God. At the beginning
0: of your upkeep, you lose two life. Weird. Okay. Yep. Wait, did it all say opponents? Did it say opponents? Just period. Non-land permanents don't untap during their controllers and tap steps. Okay, it's okay, symmetrical. Okay.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. I was just making sure that it was at least fucking symmetrical. Yep. Hmm. So, Tony, how does this make you feel? Blue is a trash color for trash fucking people. <laughs> he <laughs> has the shirt on like, right now, Actually, yeah, he's, he's got the hoodie on right now. This is like one of my top hated types of effects of blue <laughs> tap stuff like yeah like you can't tap and you can't untap like mm-hmm. like get fucked Ugh. <laughs> i just hate this shit it's like there's nothing else to say other than i fucking hate this card i hate this effect I'm glad that I didn't knew, know like what it was when you read it. Cause it means I haven't seen it. <laughs> True. So that's probably what I like about it the most, but yeah. like the types of decks that run these have like four or five of these effects in it. And like knowing that there's another one out there that isn't like winter orb and stasis and these other things makes me sad. Fuck blue players. Sam, how do you feel about this one?
0: It would definitely get me salty. It doesn't get me as salty as things like winter orb or stasis because you can still do some stuff. Like it's non-land permanence, right? So it's hitting mm-hmm. your mana rocks, it's hitting your creatures, which is kind of annoying. At the very least, it is making people lose life. <laughs> like it's like only making is... you lose it's life. Only you lose life. It's just at the beginning oh, of your upkeep, You, up keep keep you lose two life. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Commander like won't fucking matter, you know. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know. It it's weird. This one feels like it might be a little bit easier to break parody on because it's symmetrical. <laughs> Maybe the game actually has like a defined end is just a slog that stasis brings but uh at least you don't skip your untap step at least you still have one yep you do have one if you had like a seedborn muse you can get all your other shit untapped or you know
1: drum bellower and now sam's like actually i'm gonna run this in fucking actually it (laughs)
0: seems like a pretty good card
1: uh (laughs) see it in thrasio's bruce
0: Yeah, Yeah. I think I'm going to be doing a new brew with uh, Seedborn, Drum, Bellower, Unwinding Clock. Village Bellringer. Yeah, a bunch of Vigilance. A bunch of Vigilance for all my creatures. Uh, Pretty pretty good. I mean, it's interesting. It would get me salty, too. This is one of those cards that, like, if you're playing it, you need to have a game plan, right? Like, if someone plays this and then they have a Seedborn Muse out, I'm like, great. That means you're probably going to win the game. This is good. Yeah, we're not just stuck. It makes twenty turns. Right. Yeah, we're not just stuck here. Mike, how does this make you feel?
2: Um, you know, haven't seen it too often. I kind of agree with what you said. It's it seems kind of like a winter orb or a, a stasis light to yeah. some degree it doesn't touch the sacred lands. So like, it probably makes sense. Like it, it seems like it would draw a little bit less salt. Potentially. It feels like they designed this after stasis, trying to be like, what can we do? That's like that, but not quite as dumb. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) We'll make it drain you so that the game has to end. We'll do all this stuff, but it would still be really frustrating to, if you are playing Voltron and you just swung and then someone plays this, like that's, that's really the, the painful moment because your stuff that comes in, it comes in untapped. So you at least get to choose when to use it or not. But if you've just done a big swing or all of your stuff is tapped and then someone plays this, that's like the most feel bad, painful moment that this can come down, I think.
1: Yeah. So. Which is when it's going to fucking happen. Right? Yeah,
2: which is probably when someone's going to want to play it. But at the same time, yeah. a lot of the time, this is like a four cost card sitting in your hand that you don't want to play because it's shooting yourself in the foot unless your deck is
0: very specifically constructed. Yeah, I think this this needs like a specific deck to to play around it. And it's but probably that's why it's I've never seen it. it.
1: You know, it's it's not, this isn't the kind of card that you just slot into a blue deck. Like this goes into like the decks that want to do that shit. Yeah, like, know, it deny it in, right? Rubinia, belongs in uh, Rubinia. It probably uh, does. I don't know <laughs> if it does, man. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's a maybe. Yeah, I don't know because
0: because Tony also wants to untap. <laughs> but if I he have doesn't he have ways effects. of doing that? Yeah, but you yeah. need the ability to choose to untap if you want to. Mm. If you can't choose to untap, he never wants just to. Untap? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He is just taking all the shit. Well,
2: where do you guys think this lands on the Salty Card of the Week list? All
0: right, real quick.
2: 37. Is this
0: new? Oh. Oh, 37? So It's not
2: new, so I couldn't find
0: the new list. I don't think it's fully up yet. I think they've talked about it, but I don't think they've yeah. put it public yet. Trick had an episode about it. And they've talked about it, but we're still operating off the 2022 list,
1: everybody. Yep. Um, You said 37, Tony. I was going to say 40. You can always make these claims. I'm, I said it first, so truly well, I was the, and real, the real deal. 37 and a 40. All
2: right, well, Sam takes it. It is Fuck. at... Eighty-four, so not not very. It's not a proud
0: victory there. Yeah, it's a a very sporting victory. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, by default, really. But I I also um, thought it was in the upper fifty because these effects typically are. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think there really is something about not touching lands that makes people way more comfortable with it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Also. Um, just like scarcity. I've literally never seen this card in my life. I've yeah, never I seen thought it I was white,
1: and then you were like red, <laughs> and then there was yeah. blue, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, blue. Yeah, interesting. So we right, well that
2: that wraps it up for the uh, salty card of
0: the week. Well, thanks, Mike. Yeah, that was okay. a interesting salty card, and thank you to all of our prospectors out there for tuning into another episode of the Howling Salt Mine podcast. If you want more Howling Salt Mine, check out our Patreon. We have some new tiers there. We'll have episode shout outs. We've got custom tokens we're doing. We have a huge tier where we will go to a salt mine and record an episode (laughs) inside the mine itself. Yes, we do. So if you are interested in that or any of our other bonus content, stray grains, extra salt, you know what they are. We talk about them every week. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash howling salt mine. Jump on in the discord, hang out with us, play games with us on the monthly game night enjoy just a little bit more howling saw mine every single week. We also have our awesome bonfire store where you can get merchandise. We've got some new shirts up there. Uh right now our classic logo is up there for the next 30 days. Uh probably a little bit less than that now that this is coming out. And we have some other great designs up there and a couple new ones up there for you guys to check out as well. We also have our custom dragon shield sleeves. And another thing you can do to help out the podcast is to give us a five-star review in your favorite podcast app of choice that really does help people find the show uh, in the algorithm in the wilds. Now that I've been saying that on the show during the closeout, we've had a bunch of people like messaging us on the side, sending us DMs, commenting on Spotify itself and saying like, yep, the algorithm works. I found you guys through Spotify, 10 out of 10, shit like that. So it is really, really cool to see that spreading organically in those avenues. And if you have a salty story that you want to talk about on a future episode, send it to us at our Gmail, thehowlingsaltmine@gmail.com, or submit it on our website, thehowlingsaltmine or howlingsaltmine. We have a little submission area there where you can send those stories into us. We'll throw them in our queue, and eventually you will hear it on the show. Probably. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. If it's good. It better be good. Make it good, guys. Send us salty confessionals, too. I love those. I, I, I need those. Hell, yeah. And lastly, we got to shout him out every episode, our amazing podcast artist, JD Burnett. If you are ever in Asheville, North Carolina, hit him up and get a tattoo. He's a really awesome dude. 10,000 subscribers are bust. Indeed. Well, stay salty, everybody. And don't forget to draw an additional card during your draw step. It's the
1: Howlick's-
2: Oh, we just need one more guy. We'll we'll go find someone on uh someone on spell table. So Oh wow, oh, he's an eepy boy. He's a little eepy boy. <laughs> Sorry, I did I did just wake up from um a, a nice hour and a half nap. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> a little eepy here. Um Tony, your mic's a little bit hot, just so you know. What do you mean? Like it just sounds like you're like it's you're like, like a
1: six. It sounds like you're like peaking it a bit to move further away from it you're saying?
0: Yeah, maybe just a tiny, a smidgen. Maybe just a smidgen. I'm just saying, I'm just saying.
2: Fuck you. <laughs> that one was extra confusing because you said that you say Mike and Tony, but you actually said, "Hey Tony and Mike" this time and we responded Tony and then Mike. So you flipped
1: it again on top of the flip. Did I? Did. Yes. Yeah. I really did say it right? No. Oh, no, 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 not initially. No, oh you said it God. correctly initially, but then just now when you <laughs> did your yeah, thing exactly. and oh you accepted yourself, you, you said, like "Hey, Tony it on and Mike. yourself. <laughs> first. Or you said, hey, Mike and
2: Tony, and then Tony said, hey, and
0: then I said, hey, and then you said, I always say Mike and Tony. But then, <laughs> oh, no. yeah, can we... And now this is all unusable. So. Yeah, can we just step away from that bit and just do a hard pivot and talk about something else? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. Yes. <laughs> well, shall we hit another? Yeah, can you say it again, not into your Nalgene bottle?
1: (laughs) Shall we hit another? Let's do it!
0: (laughs) Well, everybody, shall we have another one? I mean, it sounds
1: kind of good when you say it like that. (laughs) Where? (laughs) (laughs) I think we just learned we need to do an entire episode into our Nalgene bottles. (laughs) Oh my god, we're
0: ever under the water. That's how we'll fake the salt mine episode. Yeah. (laughs) We really just have a weekend in New York City. (laughs) (laughs) At an omakase. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. And then we're like, Oh wow, we're in the mine now. Oh, there's a bat. Wow. Just like sound effects (laughs) off a soundboard.